This is Norm Holy for WFHB, and today I am interviewing Tom McClasson. He's the executive director for the Monroe County Solid Waste Management District. I'd like to start off by just asking you, how much stuff does the county produce per year? Of recycled material, recycling yes. material? right. Um, well, I mean, it, it, it varies, obviously, but it is fairly consistent. Uh, looking over the past 10 years or so, um, the recycling tonnages that the district collects range from 2,600 tons a year uh, up to almost 3,000 uh, tons a year. Last year um, was a very high year for us tonnage-wise. We did uh, just over 3,000 tons, um, but our, our suspicion is that, that a lot of that was related to the, the closing of the, uh, the recycling facility uh, in downtown Bloomington and that material starting to come through our facilities versus that facility. And uh, we'll see how that, how that translates moving forward. Um, for the first quarter of, of 2018, we did a little over 650 tons. The first quarter of the year tends to be a little slower than the rest of the year, but that'll put us on pace for probably between 2,700 and 2,800 tons for this year, which falls in line with what we saw prior to 2017. What's the growth rate in tonnage per year, approximately? Uh, Well, it, it goes up and down. From 2016 to 2017, we saw a 12% uh, increase. Conversely, going back from the years uh, you know, 2011 into 2012, we saw a little over a 5% decrease. So it goes up and down, and there's, there's not a, you know, a consistent uh, you know, upward or, or downward trend. Uh, so it doesn't apparently follow the population increase in, in the county? No, we, we certainly don't see that happening. Um, I, you know, I, w- I would also say that we're not seeing, you know, a significant upward or downward trend uh, with the orange bag waste that we collect. So. I'd like to ask you specifically about the, the plastic recycle. Where does that go? Well, the, the material that we collect um, all goes up to a, a materials recovery facility in Indianapolis. It, it gets sorted by the type of plastic that it is. Obviously, the you know the, the little uh, recycling arrow triangle with a numbered one through seven, and it identifies what type of plastic uh, that that container or that product was made out of, and that that kind of determines uh, you know where it can go and what can happen with it through the recycling process. Where does it go from the the sorting process? Well, that would that would depend on the type of uh, plastic. There's, uh, you know, different uh, remanufacturers. Actually, you know, the actual recyclers, uh, you know, de- deal with different types of plastic. There's a number of, uh, you know, a number of, of products that, uh, you know, some are pretty obvious that, and people are aware that they're uh, made from recycled plastic. And there's probably products out there that people are, uh, you know, buying and using that they're not aware came from uh, recycled plastic. Um, there's a lot of carpet products out there now that, that are, have a recycled plastic component to them. There's T-shirts that uh, are made from recycled plastic. I think most people are, most people are probably familiar with the, uh, the, the Trex, you know, recycled plastic lumber material that uh, a lot of people are making decks and benches and stuff out of now. That's probably one of the most popular. There's actually a, uh, a fairly large remanufactured uh, down in, uh, in Vernon, Indiana, that takes the uh, the retail plastic bags uh, that you would get from grocery stores. And they take those bags and make them into into new retail bags. So there's a num- there's a number of things that can be done with the plastics. 
Now, is there much uh, recycled plastics that ends up being compacted and sent to Asia? Or- from here, from the, from the Midwest, uh, not, not so much. But certainly from, from the West Coast, the majority of that material did go to China. Uh, China recently, at the beginning of the year, um, changed their standards on contamination rates for the materials that, that they'll accept. And uh, that, that's really kind of um, upset the market for plastics. You know, we're, we're feeling the impact of that based on the, the market rates and, and the rebate, the revenue that we get off of our recycled material. We still have facilities that our plastics are making it to. But uh, on the West Coast, there are facilities that are overflowing their warehouses because they have nowhere to send the material. Uh, because China's rejecting it based on uh, the contamination. Now, is the contamination that you're talking about, is that from imperfect sortation of the plastic, or is it things like batteries or heavy metals? Uh, the, the bulk of it would be um, you know, from uh, inefficiencies, uh, imperfections in the sorting process, where you, you, know, you have non-plastic materials mixed in with the baled plastic. A smaller portion of it would be things where um, when you're dealing with, uh, you know, food and beverage containers, there would still be residue left from that food or beverage product uh, in the container that could could also cause contamination. Or, you know, one of the issues they run into in in shipping things over to China is the amount of time it sits in a container getting over there and and food and beverage uh, residues can generate mold, which can uh, destroy a bale and make it not recyclable. Where does the glass go? The, the, the glass that we collect goes up to Indianapolis to a company called uh, Strategic Materials, and uh, it gets ground up right now off the top of my head. I, I, I'm not sure what their market for it is. Their markets vary, but um, it can be used as a drainage or a landscaping material. And in some states, it's, it's used as an aggregate in concrete and asphalt and uh, road-based materials. And it uh, just kind of depends on what market the demand is in as to, as to where they would send that glass. And um, are, are people actually uh, remelting glass and making useful items out of it here in Indiana? That's not something that I'm aware of, but I'm not going to say that that's not happening. The, the vendor that we use, that's not one of the processes that, uh, that they use for the glass that we send up to them. What are important things that you'd like people of the county to be aware of? Um, just that diverting things from, from final disposal, you know, and, and the importance of that from a, a couple of different uh, facets that landfill space is, uh, is not an infinite, uh, an infinite thing. And uh, the landfills are filling up and, uh, you know, a landfill at, at this point in time, unfortunately, is something that's necessary because we do still have waste products that have to be gotten rid of. But nobody wants a landfill in their backyard. And the faster these fill up, the more space they're going to need to, to build new landfills or expand the existing ones. And so we need to, to try to you know, limit what's going to landfills and, and um, maximize the time that the current ones have left and, and use that time to let technologies and, and innovation develop ways that, uh, you know, that hopefully at some point we could get to a point where as a society that we're, we're not generating waste or generating very little waste uh, because through efforts of you know, re- recycling or having, having things that are compostable and or maybe the waste to energy you know, sector will advance its technologies and, and have that uh, incineration process not put pollutants out into the environment and then the waste can be repurposed and, and create steam or energy through some other means. And 
I'd like to thank you for your comments. Uh, I've been speaking with Tom McGlasson. He is the executive director for the Monroe County Solid Waste Management District. Thank you very much. Thank you.